Hi, I'm Lance, and in this year-end episode of Feel the Boot, I want to, not surprisingly, look back at 2020 and also talk about some of the ideas I have for where Feel the Boot can go going forward. And when I thought about this episode, the first thing that came to mind was this. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with that reference, I'll put a link down in the description. But obviously, this year has been kind of a train wreck for almost all of us. Although, really, it made me realize how much privilege I personally have. I know a lot of people who are having a really rough time this year, but I'm up here on a mountaintop with a beautiful view and a vineyard and naturally isolated, and I've been working from home for years, so not that much has changed that way. But the reason I thought about the it's a heck of a year to quit sniffing airplane glue is that at the beginning of this year, I left my job. I haven't changed jobs really in 24 years. I founded Anonymizer in 1995 and rode that, eventually exited, became chief scientist of the company that acquired mine. It got reorganized. I ended up you know, doing PR for the company and public speaking and running the marketing department and helping with sales as well as with the technology, right? all kinds of different jobs and roles. But fundamentally, never had to jump off that cliff like I did when I first started Anonymizer until this year. January 1st, I decided that I was going to leave that job where they were treating me really well and paying me pretty well uh, and go full time with Feel the Boot and helping startups, advising, mentoring, and angel investing. Uh, and of course, that meant I walked away from my entire income stream. And really, angel investing is not a short-term income stream kind of activity, and I don't charge for my advising. So I was walking away from basically my, my entire income, which was a little scary. And this was a strange year to do that, where it wasn't just the risk of taking on this new role and focusing on this new kind of activity. Uh, but then, of course, there was the COVID crisis, the pandemic, the lockdowns, right? everything got transformed. As usual, we had fires. I live up here north of San Francisco, where the fires seem to come through every year. I fortunately didn't get evacuated this year. I got evacuated in 2017 and in 2019. But uh, 2020, uh, going against form, uh, the fires only came within a couple of miles of me, but I was able to ride it out here. Uh, you know, I had to actually use industrial quality air filters to go outside, but even so, better than some of the previous uh, go-rounds. So with this new focus on my advising activities, I took on some new roles. So one of the things I'm doing now is I am chair of the selection committee at the North Bay Angels, which means I'm sort of in charge of looking at all of the companies that are applying to get funded and deciding which ones get to go through to present to the group as a whole. And that's a pretty serious funnel, right? We might get 30 applicants in a two month cycle. The committee is gonna look at maybe 15 of them, we're gonna pick five or six to present to the committee as a whole, and the committee will pick two or three to present to the whole group in that two month cycle. And that's why when I'm talking about fundraising and talk about just how competitive it is, many of these are pretty good companies. An interesting twist is we're now looking at companies from a much wider geographic area because 
of things like Zoom and the fact that people don't need to travel to present to our group. So it's not a hardship for someone to come out and present. They just need to show up for a quick Zoom meeting. So rather than being entirely Bay Area focused, the North Bay Angels is now really looking at applicants from anywhere around the country. And this is, I think, a big trend in the investment community right now is this dissolving of geographical borders. Now, the other activity I've taken on this year is I'm a global entrepreneur in residence for the Founder Institute. So what I'm doing with them is providing advice to the companies in their program anywhere around the world because the Founder Institute is a global organization. So I might have office hours with someone in Toronto and then the next office hour with someone in London or Sydney, Cape Town, Hong Kong. It's really kind of fun. I'm running, getting a chance to work with entrepreneurs from all over the planet. In fact, that's now just become my opening question. I try to guess whether it's day or night by their background and then say, so where are you? And it's really interesting the kinds of different businesses they're launching that are relevant to their different geographic areas. But I'm finding that in general, this COVID environment has actually been a real boon for my ability to interact with companies all over the place without you know, regard to driving distance. And in fact, doing a, a lot more because prior to this, I would generally have to drive down to San Francisco and that's at least an hour drive in good traffic and it's rarely good traffic to attend a meeting for an hour or two and then drive back. And so I didn't do that very often. Whereas now I can just jump on a Zoom, I'm going to tons of these kind of events, which is giving me so much more exposure to a range of companies in different states doing kind, different kinds of things. And I think that's really been informing these videos over the course of the year because I'm getting to see and think about so many different kinds of problems that I see founders having. Now, I don't know if it's something about the play gear that we're having, but this year I've noticed two pieces of advice that I seem to be giving more than I ever remember giving them before. And the first is the need to focus on talking about what your business is. I'm seeing even more than before people lasering in on some technical aspect of their business or diving into the jargon and kind of missing that big picture of who are you doing this for? Why are you doing it? What is the business? How, how does this thing make money? Why do people want to pay for it? The big dumb picture items that I need to understand before I can really appreciate the noodly aspects of exactly how you're accomplishing what you're doing or what your technology might do. And the other theme of 2020 for my advice has been narrative, convincing people that they need to spend more time telling stories, that they're presenting lots of facts and they've got interesting data, but it's hard to digest it and contextualize it when it's just presented in that raw form. And I think most of the companies I'm looking at would do much better if they could tell a story about their customers and the problems they're having and why engaging with this product is going to benefit them. I'm not sure why those are the two that seem to be coming up over and over this year, but definitely it's a pattern. I'd be curious to see whether that continues into 2021. Speaking of 2021, I think we're going to be doing some reorganizing of Feel the Boots content. Now, when I started off, I just had a couple of episodes and so the blog format worked really well. But now that I've got what 40 some episodes recorded and by the end of next year, it'll be a lot more. I think we need to be looking at other ways of making this content more accessible so that when you come in and you're looking for an answer to a certain kind of question, you can immediately find the episode or the blog or the content that's relevant to what you need to know rather than just trying to dig through them all in chronological order. 
So I'm going to be spending more time thinking about how can I curate the information to make it more useful. I'm also considering creating more of a course-like structure. So rather than just sort of having an episode on the thing that occurred to me that week, largely because of talking to some founder about it and it getting me thinking, maybe trying to create it so that I have one or a series of episodes on getting started or finding product market fit or doing experiments or what have you, but things that could be strung together in a logical way that would help create a program that founders could go through for free to take them from point A to point B to you know, getting their funding rounds or not getting their funding rounds, right? bootstrapping their way up and eventually reaching whatever level of success they're shooting for. I'm also thinking that it might make sense to start pulling this together into a book. So that's one of the projects that I'm going to be looking at this year is whether I can take all of this content that I've created and distill it down into an ebook, which would kind of, again, provide that clear roadmap of progress and make it much easier to dive in and find or refer back to certain kinds of information that would be relevant when experiencing particular problems or going through different phases of the corporate growth. It would be really useful to hear from you what kinds of things you'd like me to be providing. How can I be maximally useful to you as a founder? What kind of problems are you having? What kind of information, what questions that you're not getting answered or that you're not finding good answers to in other venues, right? There's a lot of other people writing and blogging about these things, but clearly you're here for a reason. How can I make this more effective and productive for you? Well, I'm not sure if this episode was particularly useful, but hopefully you found it interesting. And if so, please like, subscribe, and ring that bell so you get notified each time new episodes come out. I'd love to hear from you. Feedback is really important to helping me make sure that I'm continuing to deliver value to entrepreneurs. After all, that's the whole reason I'm here. Till next time, next year, ciao.